0: your host today, Jonathan Haves, joined by my co-host, Bradford Brown, and, and you may be wondering, why aren't you hearing the normal, smooth vocalizations provided by none other than John Mark DeRoe? Well, unfortunately, for this first episode of 2022, John Mark was unable to be with us, and that means
1: we have no idea what we're doing. That's right. He's our producer, our friend. Yeah, if you heard intro music... support. Emotional support.
0: If you heard intro music, it's because John Mark edited this later and That's added right. it. Um That's right. So so yeah, so we're we are not prepared to do any like JM's uncom- week. I'm
1: very uncomfortable. We got
0: no Bradford's book club. That's right. We got and as a matter it, of fact, we did actually receive some emails over the past week. Tons of them. But we're gonna save those. We're gonna save those for when JM's That's right. back. It wouldn't be right. That's right. It wouldn't be right without him. So as just an odd unique episode of Shades midweek we're gonna skip over all the normal stuff and we're gonna dive right in we're
1: gonna dive right in but dive it's not just right because in. John Mark isn't here it's because we have such an important episode today that we want to make sure that we get immediately into the content it
0: could be the most important episode we've ever done that's right well what is the episode Jonathan well let's
1: uh
0: oh yeah I hadn't even told you who it is yet. Just letting the suspense build. That's right. Take your guesses now. Ah. And I kind of wanted to Take let your more bets. of this song play than normal. Because we never get to hear my favorite part, which is where John Martin goes. Sh- that part. That's my favorite part. That's good. All right. We have none other with us in the booth than someone who's been on the show before, but we haven't gotten to do a meet a member yet. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a Shades Midweek welcome. To Brooke Primo. Hello.
2: Brooke! Brooke in the house. How are hey, you doing, Brooke? I'm doing great. <laughs> great morning. <laughs> was
0: that was that just the best intro you've ever had in your it life? It
2: really was. Right. How many harmony. other intros
0: have you had in your life?
2: I've never had an intro. Well,
0: I mean, the last one that she got on Shades Midweek, I don't remember if
1: it was that good, but That's right. We <laughs> always aim to up ourselves here outdo I'm, ourselves. I'm
2: very honored to be here.
1: Well, we have Brooke today for a couple of different reasons,
0: one could say. So many reasons. One because Brooke is a member of Shades Valley
1: Community Church. That's correct. When did you become a member?
2: I became a member a year after I initially lost my membership paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> and then That's I right. found it. Actually, I probably got a new set. <laughs> and I turned I turned them in. That's right. Made it official. <laughs>
0: I was debating long and hard which button over here was the clap button. So um, sorry, I was I was lacking confidence in myself.
1: Yep, good thing it wasn't the boo. That wouldn't be a good start.
0: Oh, the lightning—that's that's, that was the button I was debating yeah. with. Anyway, so well, no, that's awesome. Well, you're not only a member here at Shades; you are also the newest employee of Shades Valley Community yes. Church. That's right. I'm just gonna overuse this clap button.
1: Well, the live audience today is real active. Yeah,
0: yeah, real active. No, uh, so. You officially began uh, as our children's leader on January the first, but you'd been working with us already. It, you've been a yes. chief of volunteers. Yes, uh, that was your official title. Of fall.
2: Yes, a VIV, a very important volunteer. There you go.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. But so we definitely want to talk about children's ministry a little bit along the way. Yeah. You did a big yes. meeting on New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. and maybe not everybody was able to be there, and so maybe. Through the podcast today, we can get some of that information out. That's right. But what we're really here about
1: is Brooke.
2: All right. We
1: want to get to know. That's right, Brooke Primo, well, the woman I'm... behind the children's leader.
2: <laughs> well, I didn't. I haven't prepared, but I thought I am the world's leading expert on Brooke.
1: That's true. So That's true.
2: I think I've been preparing for this my entire life. The only wow. person
0: that could object to that might be Grant. He might consider himself
1: the world's leading
2: expert. Yes, he knows me better (laughs) than I know myself. That's probably true.
1: Well, sweet. Well, Brad, kick us off. Yeah, Brooke, you ready? We're just going to dive right in. Let's do it. All right, so why don't you start out by telling us a little bit about how you grew up, where you grew up. Maybe tell us a little bit about your family.
2: Sure, so I grew up in um, Cottondale, Alabama, which is a... Little bit out of the, out of town, near Tuscaloosa, Alabama, oh. and I grew up in a very idyllic place. So we had Same all more. this family land, and my neighbors were I'm
0: just picturing little house on the prairie. Right
2: yeah, now. <laughs> it it was such a good like way to grow up. My mama and papa lived right in front of me. My uncle, my great grandparents lived all in this one neighborhood. There were some other families too, but.
0: Are you describing a cult compound?
2: Uh, I, I t- actually <laughs> would love, I say all the time, like, why can? Why are there no non-cult compounds? I would totally live yeah. there. That you could come and go freely.
1: Yeah, I get that.
2: Um, but, yeah, it was great. So I had all these trails, and I could, there was a lake, and I would fish, and my dad would come home from school, and he we would fish, and then we would sprinkle like Tony Cavender's seasoning on it and have it for dinner do you know about that seasoning? Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Yeah. so we would uh have that for dinner it was just really fun now, I, I love my neighborhood
1: so would you say you grew up on a farm
2: well we had a big garden well not my parents they my mom is not a garden did you
0: have any non-pet animals
2: we, I got a duck. Every Easter, I got a baby duck.
0: Every Easter? Every,
2: what happened
1: to this duck every well, year? Well,
2: nothing bad. The duck would realize there was a lake with a family of ducks, and it would abandon me. Oh, it was wow. very sad every year. <laughs> but we I, should work through that. Yes, I know. I actually feel like you're counseling me right now, Brad. But <laughs> um, The duck would go and join its duck family, which was sad, but I liked the baby phase enough that I was able to withstand it every year because it would follow me around and...
1: Oh, yeah, that's
2: nice. And every year the duck would be named Shasta. Just That's the only name I liked for a duck, so all the ducks were Shasta. But we had rabbits. We had lots of cats, lots of dogs. But no, not a farm, just like a lot of land. Four-wheelers, dirt bikes, stuff like that, trails.
0: That's a farm to Brad.
1: That is, yes. Brad's a sweet boy. And you've continued having all sorts of animals, right?
2: To this day. Yes. I love animals. We have seven hens, a dog, and down to one cat. We have one cat who's just a wayward. She'll run away, come back, run away. We've spent so much money rehabilitating her from her (laughs) vendors that she goes on. She'll come home so dehydrated she'll have to be on, like, an IV for four days, and that costs a lot of money.
1: (laughs) I'm seeing so a children's book, The Prodigal Cat, yes. by Brooke Primo.
2: Yes, but we're done. Grant Primo has said no more money on that cat. <laughs> so.
1: Seven hens. So you
0: must live on a farm now you know, with lots of land.
2: No. We have. <laughs> we live in Hoover. We have point seven, point .7 of an acre. So,
1: Not bad. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's awesome. All right, well, tell us more about young Brooke. So you told us a little bit about what your, your home was like there. Uh, what what about like school? What you do for school growing up or church? or
2: yep, I went to public school. I was a pastor's daughter, like you, Jonathan. Were you a pastor's kid? Brad? I, I, was, I
1: what was would be your guess.
2: I'm gonna say no. You I feel are like correct. You, I've never heard you talk about it. That's right. We you're like correct. to I feel like if you're a pK, you like to bring it up a lot.
0: <laughs> it depends on who you're around. And, and what kind of, how much the, how much baggage there is. <laughs> yes.
2: Yes. You're going to come out with some baggage. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. So my dad was a welder by week day, pastor by weekend.
1: Oh, wow. Bivocational.
2: Yeah. Bivocational. Um, so he's still in that, in ironwork. Um, I liked art. I love being outside, I did some sports just because my sister did, but I i wasn't very athletic. How,
0: how many, just one sibling? One? one
2: sibling, yeah. I have one sister named Summer. Um, we're two years apart, and we are very close best friends. We were into such different things that, like, our interests never collided, so we didn't really have any competition or, I mean, we fought over clothes. So my <laughs> mom would say, like, even days are Summer can pick the clothes. Odd days, Brooke can pick the clothes. And if it was an odd day, I would say, take that outfit off. I'm wearing it. It's an uh. odd day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But other than that, we're, we've always been really close. Have you seen Enconto? Who, who's, who's older? Summer. Summer's older? It's funny. People think I'm the oldest child. Like, who know us both really well? But I'm the youngest. It's
0: funny. Summer and Brooke. Were your parents hippies?
2: Those so, like, very dad, nature-based yes. names
0: here. My dad was
2: a legit hippie in the 70s.
0: Oh. oh. You were asking something about Encanto.
2: Yeah, have you seen Encanto, the new Disney movie?
0: Brad has no reason to have seen this. Yeah. Yeah. You should see I, it. I, 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 I have seen it. I have seen okay, it, yes. You I know, enjoyed Upon it. your request. I did,
2: too. I loved it. You know the sister with the long, flowing hair who like oh, yes. sprays roses? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That is my sister, Summer. And it's funny. I watched that <laughs> with her. I watched that movie with her this past weekend with our kids. She had never seen it and I was like, Summer, this character is so you and she goes, People have been telling me that So it was it's it's an accurate comparison.
0: Oh, was one of the characters reflective of yourself in your own role? Um, Actually,
2: family? yeah, the one who carries around the mules is so me. And I busted out <laughs> crying listening to her song. Her song. I really identified. Oh,
0: uh, yeah, because you've talked about before struggling with like perfectionism and, and needing to like
2: works based. Works based. Yeah. yeah. Identity and yeah. what you do and how, how much you're helping. See,
0: Brad, you mm. totally can't join in this conversation because you haven't, <laughs> you're not up to date. On your on your cartoons. It's true. Well, I'm gonna
1: watch it so I can get to know Brooke better. <laughs> That's a good reason.
2: Pixar and Disney get me. I mean <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was literally bawling at that song in the car the other day and Silas was like, Are you okay, Mom? And I was like, Yeah, just Disney's so accurate. <laughs> just go ahead and throw some stuff, <laughs> son. <laughs> 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 yep. So one sister, yeah, we got along really well. She wasn't outdoorsy and I was always outside, so we didn't we didn't hang a ton when we were really little because I needed to be outside all the time.
1: Sure, sure. So, so you grew up a PK. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us what coming to faith looked like for you.
2: Well, I was I was told that I became a believer when I was five, but I have no memory of that. Um. So I've just always remembered being a believer as far back as I can remember. However, and you may have a question for me later about this, so I don't have to go into it, but. I would say my my big like moment, a big moment in my faith was when I was 25.
1: Okay. Do we want to address that now or do we want to come back? We
0: can come back to that. Just let's keep going through the growing up
1: years. Tell us about
0: church growing up because you were in like a very prim proper buttoned down atmosphere from what
1: I've heard.
2: Uh opposite. Yes. <laughs> very
1: very boring on Sundays. Very uneventful. Tell us about Pentecostal Brook.
2: You know I love to talk about Pentecostalism. And I, we
1: love to hear it.
2: Yeah, everybody loves to hear it it's so funny I think it's just really foreign to people yes um I mean I call it charismania so there's lots of fun to it actually I was in a Zumba class the other day and I was like this is so like Pentecostal church like this is how I can get my I I miss a lot of parts of it and I was like I can get that at Zumba just people dancing around to loud music and the camaraderie you know
0: the other week, when it was still during Christmas time, I turned on the Mariah Carey track that you mentioned when we had you on for that episode. Yeah, uh, and played it for Holly, and I was like, "Brooke says this was what church was like for her.
2: What, <laughs> what, it, what was her yeah. response? <laughs> oh, she
0: just she just loved it. She laughed. She uh, Holly grew up in the opposite end uh, uh-huh. of like the spectrum. Like I, I don't think Holly had ever seen a person raise their hands. That's not a slam on Holly or in her
1: church. It was just a very different different right. atmosphere that she grew up
0: in.
2: Yeah. So
1: sorry. give us a picture of what Sunday morning could look like.
2: Um. Well, so we were, my anything. dad was the, the, yeah, it can look like anything. What You never know. And you never know for how long. So my dad was a pastor in the Church of God of Prophecy denomination, and as was his dad. So ve- this is a generational thing in our family. And that denomination, that name sounds really weird, but I think, I was asked a lot, like, do you handle snakes? We did not. Um, I think we knew people who did, but we didn't. So, you know, just like loud music, a song will last forever. Um, church can last. So, like, in the Pentecostal churches, you have the sermon, and then you have, like, the altar call, and that's when you really start to throw down, and that can last about two. I mean, church can be three hours because you just, you never know when it's going to end. So It's intense. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, were
1: people running around? Oh,
2: yeah. So we, we had this camp that was in, it's near like Tannehill. Have you been to Tannehill State Park? It's like I, about I a 30 minute yeah, drive. Yeah. We had this Pentecostal know. camp there where all the churches around the area would gather. There's a lot of Church of God of Prophecy churches in Alabama. And we would like
1: still to this day.
2: Yeah. Okay. And we would run around the building and in, in like a line or we do like a fire tunnel, which is where you all line up on two sides and people go through it. And I've
1: seen this. I've not experienced it. Yeah. I have seen this, though. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the
1: wait. You, you said people go and then you waved your hands.
2: Oh <laughs> <laughs> People go through it. And like on either side, you're kind of like doing jazz hands to them and praying for them. And you're spo- the idea is you're supposed to be like lay down on the floor by the end of the tunnel or I don't know. Okay. Sometimes if I was tired, I would just pretend and then I would just lay there the rest of the service. When I was little, it's hard to sit through a service that long. So 3 hours. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Now, how would you describe your dad as a preacher?
2: Oh, my dad is a very a very gifted speaker. It's he's kind of an enigma because he's a welder, but he Re- is really well read, and he can, uh, not that I'm not saying welders can't be well read, but he he didn't, I wouldn't say like people at work were reading the same books that he was reading, and mm. he could quote like entire chapters of the Bible, and he's just a really gifted speaker. Um, I was an English teacher before, and I think we both just have that side of the brain with like reading and writing and enjoying communicating, and so people really liked his preaching and was
1: there a lot of back and forth a lot of response Would people talk back to his preaching or
2: um not necessarily okay. during I mean yeah you can yell out amen man whenever you want to I mean I feel the freedom to do that here
0: well it's not Which allowed well what are you <laughs> <about>? <laughs> what are you waiting for <laughs> Absolutely.
2: yeah yes. I She's
0: waiting for something good enough to amen, Brad.
1: <laughs> uh,
2: no, I do. I have so many amens pr- for gotta you, gotta but more. actually, I usually just text you a fire emoji. And that's my <laughs> and that's my way you've received those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my way of amening you. There you now. go. I
1: love it. I love it. That's great. Okay, so tell us a little bit about Teenage Brooke. As we as we move forward, yeah. was teenage Brooke rebellious at all?
2: No, never. <laughs> she had a really cute haircut, like Meg Ryan, and you've got mail. <laughs> and I know you're an Enneagram four.
0: Yes, this is true.
2: Okay, reading about the Enneagram when it got really popular a couple years ago, really made sense of like my teen years.
0: Right, right.
2: Um, cause I was I would identify with the fours. And I think I, whatever was quirky, whatever was like going to be unique, that's what I was drawn to. I like. No I wait,
1: for those who don't know, fours. How would you describe a four?
2: I think d- is the name of that the individualist.
1: Uh, the four of
2: the four.
0: No, uh, the the four is. Uh, sorry, I'm blanking because. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she just put, put, you, on put you, on you on the spot, I'm sorry. I, I think some books call it the individualist. Like you, you want to be unique, you want to be different. Sometimes yes, you make all tr- of that,
0: yeah, all good. of what she, the descriptors that you're given right now, um, mm-hmm. are are true. Yeah, mm-hmm. you want to be unique, individual. It, you're on a your, your issue is you're kind of constantly on in on search for your identity. Yes. So you mm-hmm. try on. Yes. try Trying on will. the identity. Yeah. yeah. It, c- the fours tend to be like uh jacks of all trades a lot of times because they're interested in everything. They like everything and yes. they dabble in all of it. Like they rarely have just a singular thing mm-hmm. that's their thing. Uh, um I see. they
2: could be called like a renaissance man or renaissance yes. woman. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um
0: lots of them end up as artists because they also tend to be all up in their feels. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are Anx-y. your emotion. Angsty, yeah. emotional um they can they Definitely contend towards depression. That's common,
2: right? Uh, as well, melancholy. Uh, amongst for sure.
0: four. Okay, yeah. no, that's
1: great. That's what yeah, we That's what I was asking for.
2: B- however, with the I've never really identified with the melancholy part of the fours because I I loved like cheering people up at school. That was kind of my teen vibe. Like every year, I got most likely to brighten your day. Yep,
0: this type four right here is called the individualist. Fours want to be unique and experience deep, authentic emotions. Type fours yes. fear they are flawed. And are yes. overly focused on how different they are from other people. Yeah. Well,
2: don't air all my business on the four. podcast.
0: <laughs> well, we're getting to know Brooke. Fours always think nobody else understands them.
2: Yes. Nobody oh, my feelings them. are so much deeper than yours. You couldn't know. That's right. That's right.
0: <laughs> yeah. And there's always also one four in the room. Only one four in the room. So typically fours are always suspicious of the other.
1: So is something about to happen right but now? Well, because
0: because
2: I feel very because I, I don't oh like no i
0: do too <laughs> i'm joking I'm th- it, this is a common joke yeah, yeah. it's a common yeah. joke there's that Fords are suspicious of each other because you have that instinct of nobody else gets me right so the moment somebody else says that they do you're you're very suspect
2: you're like, or you're, you're really like you form. can't be more unique than me that's i'm right, the most right. yeah, unique yeah, yeah, yeah. in the room right now
0: <laughs> totally totally uh,
2: yeah so that was me as a teen i just wanted to I played the cello in an orchestra because I thought that would be neat. Do you still play? I have a cello on my wall collecting dust, but I never got really good. I was actually, the orchestra that I was placed in, all the violinists were in like second grade and I was in seventh grade. So (laughs) I was kind of behind, but I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed trying new instruments.
0: Sorry, I'm in a rabbit hole over here. The four is <laughs> also not som- is not listening. The to four you. is also sometimes called the romantic.
2: Yes. Oh, oh that fits. So. Yes, mm. for sure. Yeah, Wouldn't you hate to be married to a four and don't you feel sad for Holly sometimes oh being raised? I to <laughs> <a> feel <laughs> so
0: all right Holly if you're listening to this podcast uh pause it and don't let our children hear the next part. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> That's a great start to whatever you're about to it, say. It? So my son Levi is absolutely a four. Oh. Absolutely. Uh-huh. He he is me made over. Um as far as personality goes. Mhm. And there are times that uh he's all up in his fields. You're and raising it, yourself. Yes. <laughs> and and I get frustrated. And and when I do, that's when I look at Holly and I'm like, I'm so sorry.
1: Yes. I'm so
0: sorry you have to deal with me. <laughs> oh, I love yes. my son, Levi. He is, he's a, absolutely, he's a joy and a blast and all of that. But sometimes when you're he's raising a, yourself, it's hard. <laughs> he's a mirror into your soul. Oh, yes. yeah. yeah. I th- well, I th- no matter what, no matter which child it is, I think I, for me, the hardest thing as a parent is seeing your own flaws reflected in your children. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Because Amen. not not because you feel bad about yourself, but because for your kid, you're like, I want so much better for you. I, d- right. I know what it's like to deal with this. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. want you to have to deal with mm-hmm. this. And so that, I think that's where a lot of the frustration comes from. It's not that like, I'm disappointed in my kid. It's that I'm like, I don't
2: want this for you.
0: All mm-hmm. right. Enough time focused on me. This exactly. is your meeting member episode.
2: <laughs> Four in the that's range, right there's I only know.
0: one and it's Brooke today we are back to Brooke. all right i'm done i'm, I'm stopping googling enneagram stuff
2: it's so fun i would do yeah. a whole episode on that with you that would be very and we could talk about brad's I, number
0: i'm in the midst of two enneagram books so let me finish and then we'll do an enneagram out. i would love mm-hmm. to
2: i'm taking this coming semester um career counseling a career counseling class yes. and i think it'll have a lot of like typology sure. in it i think that's mm-hmm. gonna be interesting mm-hmm. So, but back to teenage back Brooke. Back to teenage Brooke, that's <laughs> right. She, she just liked having fun. I mean, I could, I could, I was like fine with A's and B's because I was mainly there to just like talk to my friends. And I cheered a little bit, uh, which actually led me to meeting Grant Primo. So I'm thankful I tried oh, okay. that. okay. Oh, we're well, we're going to get to that story. Yes, we'll have to get there. But yeah, I just uh, tried artsy things. I changed schools actually in the middle of 10th grade and loved it okay i i was at a school where it was on like such bad federal academic probation like the academics were suffering so badly that my mom who went back to college when i was a teen became a nurse and was the school nurse at the rich school across town so that i could go there and take ap classes and mm-hmm. it was really fun so Way that go, was mom. A, i know my sweet mom so that was the highlight of my teen years getting to go there and and then I got to go to school with Grant Primo again, so that was a perk. Oh, Grant was at the okay. rich kid's school. Yeah, he well, was over on the other <laughs> side of town. Now <laughs> uh-huh. the the
1: we it's see. Kind of a Cinderella story over uh, here. Yeah, right. yeah.
2: It's funny. I have a friend. I was friends with her for years in Birmingham, and I don't know how we didn't realize we both grew up in Tuscaloosa, and she was like, what high school did you go to? And I told her. And I was like, "It's crazy, we never cross paths." And she was like, "No, I don't go over there. I don't go to that side of town." So I was definitely on the other side of town. But I got to go take AP History and AP English, and I loved it.
0: Okay, it was was that a private school?
2: Mm-mm, it was a public school. Okay,
0: okay, all right. Now normally we would go on and move on to like college years, Brook, and all of that. But you and Grant met so young.
2: Yes, that I feel we like. Can combine this. Yeah, I
0: feel like we need to pause and do y- you and Grant Primo meeting you know, that story. Yeah,
2: that that's a great segue to college. Um, so you want me to you want me to tell how I met Grant? Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Let's dive into it. Yeah, dive okay, into so you
2: know I'm over here at this Pentecostal church. There's really nothing doing with the youth group over there, and a friend from school asked me to. It sounded come. Sounded like
1: there were fire tunnels and <laughs> <on> everything. <laughs> it sounded pretty intense, actually.
2: Yeah, none of the like hip, cool, um, teen things. So, a girl at school invited me to a spirit night her church was having, and you got, like, so many points for your school if you brought, like, a band member in their not costume, in their uniform, or a cheerleader in their uniform, or a basketball player in their uniform. So, I came with her, and, um, Grant- In in
0: your cheer uniform? In my cheer
2: uniform. Works every time, ladies. (laughs) I'm I'm kidding. Sorry if that's inappropriate.
0: (laughs) It's only no, appropriate if, it if Brad and I comment. It's we just funny. It
2: <laughs> it's just funny because when I tell that story, people are always like, oh, so you were wearing your cheerleader uniform? They like, that's what attracted that. him to me? <laughs> I'm like, I think it was more about it's me.
0: I'm <laughs> saying more about Grant than anything. Grant, <laughs> sure. we got questions.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> anyway
1: <laughs> oh
0: we're not editing this is this is the content we okay. are here for <laughs> that's right <laughs> i wish y'all could see
2: i think Brooke's i'm blushing now yeah i think she is
1: <laughs> definitely is oh, that's okay
2: fantastic. And i think i had nothing to do with that but anyway that's why i came and so i looked i remember walking in and i looked up on the stage the cutest boy i ever saw was up there leading worship
1: <laughs> and what was grant doing just kidding. Go ahead. I couldn't resist. That was bad. That was was bad. That was just,
2: yeah. (laughs) So here's something about Teen Brooke. I don't know how, but I had so much confidence. You know how people talk about like, oh, middle school is so rough and high school is so rough. I just had like, I was just brimming with confidence, like completely unearned confidence. And so I just (laughs) went up and I was like, I'm going to date that boy. And so... (laughs)
1: I, I just, love your self talk.
2: Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, my self talk was so encouraging, and I just went up and was like,
1: "You introduced yourself.
2: We should hang out." Wow. This is very unflour like of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: brimming with confidence.
2: <laughs> I really was. It's funny. So, I in college, I felt the feeling of like, what if I ask a girl to hang out for coffee or study at the library and she doesn't want to be my friend? And I, and I was married at this time. Which I'll circle back to. But I said to Grant, it's like the feeling that you're worried they don't want to be your friend. Like, what do you call that? And he goes, fear of rejection? Are you just feeling that feeling? (laughs) And Because I was like 21. And I was like, yeah, it's terrible. Do people feel this way? And he was like, most people always. Starting in like middle school. So anyway, somehow there was a fluke where I had a ton of confidence. And I just went up and introduced myself. But yeah, we got married super young. We got married... I had been 19 for one month, which... So wait, when did, you,
1: when did you meet him?
2: I met him at that spirit night. And how old were you, sorry? Tr- I was 15.
1: 15, okay.
2: And he was turning about to turn 16.
0: And okay. so was it just like love at first sight on his side of things, too, and y'all just started dating?
2: Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, we didn't start dating because I didn't really... I mean... I hadn't been told not to date, but I didn't really kn- know much about dating. So we were just friends for a while. I started going to his small group at his house, but then we started dating pretty quickly and then we had some off and ons. Who
1: asked who out?
2: He asked me out. Okay. Yeah. I was just double
1: checking. Yeah. Some with off that, and ons. Who, conf- who, who, who broke up with who? With that well, for... we're
2: we're equal on the breaking up. Oh, <laughs> he that's thankfully. Nice. I know. He broke up with me once and I broke up with him once. So Yes. Even, even Steven. Even. That's
1: great. Anyone that's married knows that's great. That's how you want it. You don't yeah. want one that's broken up twice.
0: No. Oh, my favorite one-sided story is Ed and Pam Kaler. <laughs> oh yeah. Um Pam gave her engagement ring back to Ed like oh. five times oh, or no. something. It's something crazy <laughs> like that. And I'm like,
1: "Ed." <laughs> <laughs> And you still. <laughs> I'm
0: like, man, I mean, maybe once, but on that second time, I'm like, all right, I'm out. That is determination.
2: Wow. Persistent. For yeah. real.
0: But, okay. You know, it
1: worked. So how did he propose?
2: Oh, in a wonderful way. So his parents lived in this neighborhood on the lake in Tuscaloosa, and they had this really pretty dock. And they were like, I don't know, probably 500 candles out on the dock. And they were, like, reflecting on the water and then, like, all these roses. I think his friend set it up. But we went down there on the dock and he proposed down there. And here's a funny tidbit. I, like, felt like he was going to propose even though I was 18 at the time. And there was a sale. And Brooke loves a sale. There was a (laughs) sale at the wedding store. And I was like, I'm going to just stop by there and see. Wait,
1: I'm sorry. The wedding store? (laughs)
2: was the a store called The, the Wed- Wedding Store. I think it was David's Bridal. It was a
1: different okay. time, Brad. Yes. <laughs> okay,
2: yeah, My wedding was actually pre-Pinterest, and that makes a big difference. Ours was, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guarantee yeah. y'all's wedding is it's much. Is very similar to what, what ours. What year yes. was that? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> what year did I get? 2005. We I were. graduated 2005. high school okay. in 2004. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This was the
2: summer of my freshman year of college. I
1: mean, Facebook. When did Facebook become a thing?
2: I joined Facebook after having been married. Uh, okay.
1: Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Crazy time. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy time. We're old.
2: I'm a, ge- <laughs> what do they call it? A geriatric millennial. Right. And the oldest you can be and be a millennial.
0: So so you're probably you actually cause what year would you have been born?
2: Nineteen eighty six. 35. Oh then you
0: are a geriatric millennial. I am. Have you heard of the gap generation that they call no. zennials or the organ trail generation? <gasps> oh, it's like no, ni- but I
2: love organ it, trail It's like nineteen
0: seventy eight to like nineteen eighty four ish and there. Yeah. Holly and I fall in there. Yeah. Anyway. But I bet you'd relate to it a lot if you look that up. Just Google it. Google like gap generation or, yeah, or organ trail generation.
2: I don't feel like I relate to the millennials as much to me the dividing line is like did you have social media growing up like i was already a married woman when i got social media Mm. so
0: the gap generation the way they describe them is they had an analog childhood and a digital young adulthood
2: yes Mm. yes i don't feel like a digital native because i didn't grow up with it so
0: so yeah there you go
1: learning things all over the place so where were y'all school-wise when y'all got married
2: yeah, so it was we were at Alabama. It was the summer of my freshman year. It was Roll the, Tide, Brad. Yep. Roll Tide. <laughs> it was That's the great. summer. That's great. It's all good. Uh, Grant had just finished his sophomore year. He's a year older than me. And we married into we we moved into Married Dorms that they had at the time. Wow. In the ye old days. Um, and it was fun. There were like obviously everyone in the married dorms were Christians. <laughs>
1: The only yeah, people you know, crazy enough to get married. You don't get married in college that's, if you're, a Christian. No, that's what <laughs> if you're gonna, a Christian. I was trying to think how to ask that in not like an insulting way. But <laughs> no, like, ask away. What, like, what were you all thinking, you know, as <laughs> <Well,
2: laughs>
1: a freshman and a sophomore in college?
2: I don't know. I mean, I, I thought it was fun. We just like ride to class together on our bikes and in the married dorms, all the wives would like. Go so together, and all the husbands would play like Nintendo, and <laughs> it was really fun. And Grant Primo had a meal plan that his parents paid for, so I got to eat. Oh, that's great! Yeah, it was really fun being young and married and in college. It was yeah, what a unique sometimes. experience. It was awkward sometimes. Ooh,
1: tell us about an awkward experience. Well,
2: I mean, boys in college don't look for rings because, like, they assume you're not married.
1: Yeah, right. So
2: there's a lot of times where you're like, yeah, I'm married. And they're like, yeah, right. You, you can say no, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm really married. So uh,
0: That's funny. Well, I, I would like to get your perspective on a story that we heard from uh oh. grant primo esquire because I'm so oh you should be you should be because this is way worse than the cheerleader thing <laughs> um so you know we've done a meet a member with him for those yes. who would like to go mm-hmm. back and listen to that it was episode 60 i looked it up oh very yeah. nice yeah i listened so um grant
1: may
2: or may
0: oh you listened then you know he I, told us a story I can't remember
2: but i'm pre blushing just in case Oh
0: he boy, t- he told <laughs> us a story about your honeymoon
2: yeah, the prank.
0: I'm just curious what your experience of that moment was like.
2: I, okay, I'll lay it out for you. Imagine a pastor's daughter, just very young, very naive, mm. and such a prank. I'm not even going to utter what it was. <laughs> They'll go have back, to go back, back and listen to <laughs> episode 60. But I will the say it, they pulled all the accoutrements out <laughs> on, this, on this desk as people were boarding the boat. So they're all seeing it. So the whole time on the boat, I'm getting these stares. of like, that's that little hussy from check-in.
1: It's just so horrifying. Like the moment, the image of everyone just walking past you and y'all standing there with your shame before you. (laughs) It's just such a horrifying story. You wouldn't wish it on your worst enemy. Oh, no. You wouldn't. Well, I
0: think of how embarrassed I would be right now. And I've been married for you know 18 years almost. Yeah. And I would be embarrassed now versus like this is my
1: honeymoon. Oh my god. My
2: honeymoon. Uh, my honeymoon that I wasn't even old of age to drink wine on. Right. And I had to have a parent signature to book the room because I was 19. <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> I, my love oh, I
1: love so it. I love it. So good.
0: Oh my word. Wow. Okay. That that was me. Well. I think that's the part right there where we need to pause. That's right. You know what's coming, right?
2: I hope it's lightning round. Yes.
0: That's right. That's right. Brad, take over the mic. This is your area of expertise. All right.
1: Brooke Primo, you have entered the lightning round. You're Mm -hmm. familiar with the rules, right? I am. We take them very seriously. We're going to ask some questions, and whatever comes to your mind first, that's what you answer with. Okay. So speed is encouraged are you ready to go i'm ready okay what was your favorite toy growing up
2: i had a little welding machine and it was like it would melt plastic to melt things together
1: oh my gosh it was really
2: cool and my dad was, was a sa- welder was that
1: safe oh uh,
2: i mean i don't know if a lot of toys from the 90s <laughs> were safe <laughs> i had this toy that, that was would a,
1: melt that things that was
2: together a question
0: i <laughs> didn't, <know they> didn't <laughs> ask that when they were brainstorming toys in the 80s and
1: 90s
2: it got pretty hot like Little sparks would come off of it. There's
0: uh, sorry, I gotta tell this real quick. There, there's a Christmas movie that came out this year called uh, oh, like Eight Bit Christmas or something like that. Yes, with Neil Patrick Harris. Yes, and, and the whole thing. I've seen that. Telling his child childhood. the story of of his childhood in the eighties. And my favorite parts, right near, or one of my favorite parts, right near the beginning, where he's telling this story about him riding his bike to his friend's house, and his daughter's like, "You wore a helmet, right?" <laughs> <And> it's like, <laughs> y- yeah. We all wore helmets in the <laughs> 80s. <laughs> and it's, it's so true. Yeah, oh the, yeah. I didn't own I didn't own a bicycle helmet until my family bought a four-wheeler. And my mom didn't want to pay the money for a DOT approved helmet, so then she
1: bought us bike helmets for the <laughs> four wheeler. That's hilarious. I was a kid in the 90s, I always wore a helmet. I would get in trouble if I didn't. I didn't
2: wear a helmet on four wheelers. Yeah, oh right. we my, had bike
1: my, helmets. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we had.
2: My papa yeah. had a dirt bike that had no brakes, so you just had to like coast to a stop. We oh,
0: we oh, went yeah. through we went through a period where our four wheeler had no brakes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's kind of fun. Yeah,
0: Living on the edge. It's a thing. Uh he didn't ask you. How do you
1: like your eggs? I know, I forgot.
2: Oh, okay. I like my eggs just fresh and warm, right out of the chicken's behind. I mean, <laughs> I like to go and move do, the chicken do you, over. Do and you get cook them? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I was let me cla- follow up. Are you are you asking preparation? That wise? would be crazy. How <laughs> do you <laughs> like your
1: eggs cooked?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like. I love poached. I only okay. get that at a mm. restaurant. Yeah, it's fancy. You're going to have to edit out about the chickens behind. Oh, no,
1: no. We're no. leaving the chickens <laughs> behind. <laughs> we'll have to put an E for explicit, but you, yeah, can, okay. you can say behind.
2: Uh, no, I, you know I have chickens. I love fresh eggs. I love when I go out there and they're still warm. Mm. And I'm like, this could be no, none fresher. Wow. Cracking in the pan. You're
1: not, not having to pay for it.
2: Yeah. Amazing. Well,
1: yeah. Yeah, kind of. Okay. <laughs> Name a pet peeve.
2: Gosh. I think when I've just mopped and people walk in from outside and track mm. back to the chickens, track chicken poop, or <laughs> and then I have to Lysol everything again.
1: Uh, yeah, it's
2: okay. a cleanliness pet peeve.
0: Fill fill in the blank. Taylor Swift is.
2: Oh gosh, um, <laughs> <laughs> this is hard. I'm you know, gonna say. Be, be I, I'm gonna say a great businesswoman.
1: Oh, there okay. you go. I I think that's the w- first. I don't like love. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thanks. I don't like love all her music, but she's she knows what she's doing. She's savvy mm, no doubt. Yeah. She's cool. she knows exactly okay, what she's doing. Okay,
1: what's the most beautiful place you've ever been?
2: Hmm. That's really hard. I I really like when we went to Cambridge, just a quaint little town. Oh yeah. But I gotta say a nature thing. I mean, I love just being in the mountains in the fall. Mm. The beach. That's too many. Go on. <laughs> Sorry.
0: I like the world.
2: I like it's the my nature.
1: Place. Okay, this next answer can't be family or friends. Okay. Who inspires you?
2: Gosh. Can't be family or friends. Or spouse. That's family. That, that would fall.
1: <laughs> Most of the time it would fall to hey. family. <laughs>
2: I mean, I think just several authors over the years, just any really great literature. Anyone, any names? Well, I wouldn't consider this literature. This is just like a nonfiction. But right now, I've b- been really loving Ruth Cho Simons.
0: Okay, I'm she not has familiar. several books. Oh, oh. Is she the one that wrote Behold, be- Becoming, yes. What You Behold, or behold Beholding and, uh, and becoming. becoming? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I know who you're talking about.
2: Her most recent oh, wait. is... Oh, yeah, got I that,
1: join that book? book. Yeah,
2: I've yeah, yeah. got Her company is called Grace Laced. She has a yes. book um, most recent called When Strivings Cease. Oh,
1: uh, we have her prints all uh, in our house. Yeah, I do too. Uh, oh, yeah. super
2: yeah, cool. Yeah, I, so I would say just like great art and great writing, which Ruth Joe Simons is doing both of those.
1: Yeah, uh, amazing. That's awesome.
0: Okay, I got one. First Celebrity Crush.
2: Sully from Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. <laughs> I don't know his name. I don't know the accent. I'm trying to
1: picture him because my family watched that show all the time.
2: I still watch it all the way through sometimes.
1: Was that a Christian show? I'm trying no, to remember. No, it wasn't
2: Christian, but it. I think,
1: think it I,
0: think. The la- I think it falls under the theme under the label of wholesome.
2: Wholesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a wholesome
0: show. Yeah, wholesome. Oh my That's gosh. what my parents would have called it. It's yeah. a wholesome
2: yeah, no, it's show. That's good. Yeah. Sully was having that long hair and he was always throwing that axe into trees and he had, he walked around with that wolf and he was just so nice to the Native Americans.
0: Grant, grow your hair out and learn how to throw an axe, yes. man. Grant
2: knows that I love Sully. Because it's so, It's Grant thinks this is so weird, but on Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, at the end of the show, Sully's always like brushing his wife's hair before they go to bed. <laughs> And I'm always like, that is so sweet how he brushes her hair. And he always says, I'm not brushing your hair.
1: (laughs) Let's be clear. Okay, how many hours of sleep do you need?
2: I need a lot. I need about nine. Nine? I can get by on eight, but I prefer nine.
0: Okay. Favorite ice cream flavor?
2: Coffee with some sort of chocolate in it. I like that.
1: Do you have any thoughts on balloons?
2: I like them.
1: My office was recently filled oh, with them.
2: okay. I did not put that together. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, we had the balloon drop at the New Year's Eve party, and we were like, oh, we're going to have to pop all these and clean them up. And Kenny McCants.
1: None other. Oh, okay, yes, we have some blame here. Had yeah. the
2: bright idea. Let's put them in Pastor Jonathan's office.
0: Yeah. So I walked in. On Sunday morning, to an office full of (laughs)
1: balloons.
2: What a great (coughs) way to! It was great. I laughed. It was hilarious. That's fun. That's
1: good, wholesome fun right there.
2: It is wholesome.
1: If you were given the opportunity to fly into space, given today's technology, would you take it?
2: No, space stresses me out. (laughs) I like comfort. I like to be warm and have gravity and eat good food and have the sun. I have to have the sun. Like, I mean, I know the sun all is in with space, with but... All,
0: this all fits with her favorite <laughs> place,
1: Brad. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh,
2: the woods, I really yeah. do get a little anxious if I'm, like, too far from a woodsy area.
1: Okay, space would definitely be a, a decent yeah. distance. Yeah, no.
2: And there's nothing... Like, the thing we breathe is not there. I just <laughs> don't think I want to go there at all.
1: You've made some really good points. <laughs> People These have some are things to consider. That I haven't considered before.
0: <sighs> oh. What say you, Jeff Bezos? What's for What's for dinner tonight?
2: Um, some vegetable soup that I thawed this morning and I'm gonna make some cornbread to go with it.
1: Nice. Okay. Outside of the Bible, if you could have dinner with anyone from history, who would it be?
2: Gosh. I'm not very lightning y about these. I'm sorry. Oh.
1: Don't worry, only a few more.
2: It's so hard.
1: I know. We don't mess around here.
2: Who do I love? I'd like to be I'm I'm being such a four right now. It has to be somebody interesting. (laughs) I'm so and
0: somebody that no one else would pick.
2: I'm so blanking. Who's
1: coming into your mind? Can
2: this actually? Something did pop in my mind, which was my dad's dad. Does it have to be famous? No. Okay. So yeah, I'll say that my dad's dad. I never met him. He was a barber slash Pentecostal pastor, and I never met him. And Mm. I just think it'd be cool to meet him.
1: That's a good answer.
0: Say good day, mate, in an Australian accent.
2: Good day, mate. <laughs> I am so good at this accent now from watching Bluey on, Di- on Disney Plus. This is the best show ever.
1: Okay, oh. who would play you in a movie of your life?
2: Of course, Zoe Dash all. We're <laughs> Bangs buddies.
0: <laughs> That's a great pick. It was fast right there. All right, Brad, you got like one more, maybe? Yeah. If you
1: got one, then I'll I'll close it out.
0: Okay. All right. Um, let, <laughs> You can tell I don't have one
1: I don't have one I'm
0: scrolling through this list of questions I'm looking out over here Have you ever tasted soap?
2: Yes Um. Well, I didn't say the swear word But it was heard <laughs> My aunt would make you wash your mouth out with soap If you said a swear word I did not say the word My cousin did But we all had to wash our mouth out with soap mm. It wasn't too terrible <laughs> Yeah. Le- it didn't taste that bad.
1: Oh.
0: All right, Brad, final question.
1: Okay. Uh, last meal, your last meal. What would you want it to be?
2: Oh, like, yeah, like of like, life. Yes, of yes. life Not like that I've a, had. You're
1: about to be executed, so you get a last <laughs> meal.
2: I, I know this, and it is. Um, Creamy, dreamy, fettuccine Alfredo from Giammarco's.
1: Oh, yeah. And I, w-
2: and I can't eat that because it gives me a tummy ache, but if I'm about to die, exactly. who cares?
1: You're probably nervous anyway. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> Brooke, I just related to you on so many levels because yes. fettuccine Alfredo is one of my absolute favorite
1: yes, things.
0: It's and it's people like to make fun of me because people call it adult macaroni and cheese. <laughs> and I'm like, listen, I don't care. I don't care. I love me some Alfredo. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. All
1: right, Brooke. Brooke Primo, you survived. <laughs> Lightning round. Yeah. Well done.
2: Nice job. Well done.
1: How was it sitting in the hot seat?
2: Yeah, there was a little pressure, but I'm okay.
1: Yeah, you handled it well. Handled it well. Well,
0: Brooke, tell us a little bit about how y'all ended up at Shades.
2: Yeah, I can't remember when Grant was on this podcast. Did he share about the sloppy, wet kiss? Yes, lyric? he did. Okay. I didn't
0: remember it till you just said that. Yeah. But it yes, took me did. a
1: second. Because I didn't know where you were going yeah. until you said lyric, and then I was like, "Oh yeah." Would,
2: would you like me to reiterate, or would you like?
1: Yeah, the do, fans? Do, do a brief, yeah, yeah. do a okay. brief version.
2: Yeah, so we had been um, when we moved to Birmingham. We moved for Grant's job, and then we visited like this mega church, which wasn't for us. But at the mega church, we met some friends who were starting a home church. So we went to a home church for like two years. Loved it, like. But it was kind of funny. Everybody at the home church had been very churchy their whole lives. Like some were just big leaders at mega churches and some were like me, like pastor's kids. And like none of us wanted to do church for just a short season. And it was really relaxing just in a living room. But just one day we all were like, let's go to church again. What a <laughs> healing experience this has all been. <laughs> so nothing negative. And um, so at that point we – um. We're visiting around, and one church we visited played How He Loves by John Mark McMillan, and you know, there's a, that changed lyric, sloppy wet kiss. They changed it to an unforeseen kiss.
1: David Crowder. David yeah. Crowder changed Came it in. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm, in his version. the One of the churches we visited played it and did the unforeseen kiss. Next Sunday, we visited here, and you guys said sloppy wet kiss. <laughs> and I think just the authentic... Of that, the messiness, yeah, it really we really liked it. And back like to the what, fort-
1: if, what if John Mark would have downloaded the David Crowder version that Sunday, you know? You like, never it's, would it's have the seen little us things again, never would have <laughs> seen you again. And here you yeah, are, it's
2: all John Mark. Look and at
1: look at the Lord's providence,
2: yes. And you know, back to the fourth thing, Enneagram Fort, um, authenticity is really important right. to us, and so that's something right. I really like about Shades, and I think actually. The second or third Sunday that I came back, Jeff Stalkup called all the dads and boys up and prayed for them. And like the things he prayed for were just very raw and real. And he didn't like, you know, Southern church whitewash anything. And I really liked that. I I don't even know. I did have one son at that time who was the baby. But I just thought that's the kind of. That's
0: crazy that you all only
1: had one at that point. What year was that? Blows my mind. I keep think asking we years.
2: Came, I know I'm not good with years, but I think it's we tough. came here when Silas was a baby. Yeah, because I had Silas dedicated at the home church, and then mm-hmm. that's when everybody was like, "Okay, let's go to church now." And so I and then I was pregnant with Shepherd shortly after starting to come here.
0: Yeah, that's th- it, those are the kinds of things that make me realize how how long it's been. <laughs>
2: Yeah, <laughs> Shepherd is five. Right, because
0: because you have three kiddos now. Yes. And what are what's everybody's ages?
2: I have Evie who is nine. I have Silas who is seven, and Shepherd who is five, who started kindergarten this year. So this is a new phase for me.
0: And enjoying it so far.
2: I am, but I <laughs> really miss. I really loved being at home. I yeah. was a stay-at-home mom for nine years, and I really liked it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we will pray for you and the transition and all of that, Thank you. for sure. So, but uh, you've been here now at Shades for how many years? I, I guess that would say.
2: Make it. I want to say almost seven.
0: Yeah, almost mm-hmm. seven years. Um, and during that time, uh, y'all have been involved in various and different ways. Uh, but most recently. Uh, it, it feels like probably to other people from the outside looking in that we've uh, we've pulled y'all into everything in in the last year. <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
2: it's the year of the primos The year of the primo. Right.
0: We, uh, we we jokingly said that the primos are staging a coup, taking over the church. Um, we uh we pulled Grant in on all things parking lot, mm-hmm. uh, and then Grant's been nominated for an elder. Will be affirmed at the end of the month prayerfully, unless you know we get a, a tide of resistance. Um. <laughs> You never know. I mean, it is Grant, so <laughs> there's a lot of potential. Um, and then you agreed to help us with children's ministry and are now hired and all of that. And yeah. so that's it's been a little bit of a whirlwind.
2: <laughs> yeah. Can I share how I texted you that day? Yeah, then, yeah, yeah.
0: Totally, totally.
2: So I texted. I had been praying. Well, actually, I was praying about like this. you emailed
0: me first. Did I? The email that came. You, there was an email that came to me from you. This was, I'd have to look it up on my computer. It was probably near the beginning of last year, towards the spring. Um, Like, we weren't looking for anybody to do children's ministry. We weren't, Mm -hmm. whatever. But you sent me this email, and just kind of like at the end, you said, and just kind of put, I think it was an encouragement. Mm -hmm. And then just kind of at the end, you were like, and just put this in your back pocket. You know, I think that Mm -hmm. one day I might be interested in children's ministry kind of stuff.
2: Yeah. I have been praying a lot about things since my life phase was about to change. And so I had that on my heart and then, yeah, I sent you that and I was like, this is for like in 10 years, you (laughs) know, cause I was just thinking like Leah's like, she's, she was here when we first came here. Like in my mind, like Leah is the children's, like the children's director. And I was like, maybe in you know 10 or so years. And then like, was it that month that Leah said she was going to retire? Yeah. Maybe the next month.
0: Yeah. And I love using the word retire because it makes her feel old. Yeah, <laughs> she is in a nursing home now, so it is true. It's true. No, but uh, but yeah, and and we started talking with you. Uh, at first, we we just had no idea like what we were gonna do. We weren't trying to make any crazy fast decisions. Uh, but when we first sat down with you to talk about, hey, would you just be willing to help us out mm-hmm. for the fall and kind of volunteer and take a few kind of you know key things?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: you were like, yes. But I, I'm not looking for a job.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> right. Well, you said,
1: I, you said I thought we, y'all were going to ask me to be the children's director, and I was ready to say no. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you said. Well,
2: I don't know if people know. I'm in the same clinical mental health counseling master's program that Brad is in. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I got a little school going on.
1: <laughs> got a few things going on.
2: I know. I got my hair cut yesterday, and I told the guy cutting my hair that my kids had just all gone to school. He was like, why didn't you take a year off? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> that would have been smart.
1: shut up hair guy
2: (laughs) (laughs) stop criticizing my life choices (laughs) but yeah so I went back to school yeah so I was like I can't do school and that but then
1: here here we are here Here we we are we're doing it we're doing it (laughs) we are
0: well and with you stepping into uh, the role we have made a pretty big shift in what we're doing on mm-hmm. Sunday morning so maybe right here just at the end as we close we can talk about that just a little bit kind of what what do you what's your heartbeat for maybe maybe give kind of the nuts and bolts first of like what we're doing differently mm-hmm. than we've been doing and then kind of uh, maybe along the way like w- why you feel this is a good direction
2: mm-hmm. for us sure. So, um, we have we're combining all our kids ages two up to fifth grade into more of I'm thinking of it more of like a children's church service that's mm. going on during the sermon right. part of the larger
0: Right. Versus gathering. like Sunday school classes.
2: Right, versus we were doing like age based classes. Um, one practical reason for this is because it cuts down on, on our volunteer need and I really have a heart for parents getting to be in church as much as they mm. would like to. Right. Um, so um, I think that'll be a good part of it. But also I love, and and as I'm saying this, we've done this format one time. So we've done this this right. past Sunday. <laughs> right, it
0: was our first time. Yeah. yeah. Right,
2: and already I'm um, just um, seeing older kids helping younger kids mm. and like mm. with the scripture, kids reading the scripture to younger kids. And it's mm. just a really sweet um way to do it i think with them all together
1: well i loved how you prayed for the kids uh this past sunday how the kids are in the service shades used to do that we went away from that but Mm -hmm. i love that they're kind of a part of the service again and we bring them up front and there's a time where we say we're dedicating this time and we're going to pray for you because we care about you we care about your spiritual formation and Mm -hmm. we see you as a part of this body we want you to be a Mm -hmm. part of the service yeah
2: yeah and that's another part of the new format so kids um, people are gonna check in their kids and then kids can come out with their families to worship and we're just missing right before the sermon. So right. I think it's so good. I know for my kids I like to see them I like to see them in worship with like all generations together in the body and I like to have that model for them. I mean somebody special to me and my kids is Bill Bill mm-hmm. Ferris yeah. I like them to be in worship with Bill Ferris and see him waving a flag, you Mm -hmm. know, and not just be all, you know, in a class the whole time, which is great too, but so that'll be good. They'll be in worship with us and then we'll go all together and have, um... I'm thinking of it like a kid's sermon, but we're using our Gospel Project curriculum again. And something fun is that we've knocked out a wall back there, mm-hmm. and we're making it a big kid's room. We're calling it Shades Kids Clubhouse. Yes. <laughs> and so if people can get back there and look, it looks amazing. Um, Joe Stores and yeah. Doug Abernathy and Grant Prima have been working hard on it. Yes,
1: and That is so much work. Can we get a round of applause, Jonathan? Uh, yes. I can, I can get Hit that. Button. Yeah. There's that audience. Yeah. Here. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, so um, it's been re- that the one time we've done it, it's worked really well. <laughs> I think I think it'll be good. And I didn't get to get, get into like my spiritual journey, but um, something that's really that I'm passionate about is just freedom from workspace religion. Mm-hmm. And something I've loved to do with my kids is just presenting them with the character of God and. You know what salvation is, and not really heaping a lot of works on their head. I think falling in love with the character of God is the job of a child, and so not that we won't teach them the, the directives in the Word, but that's kind of my heart for right.
0: Yeah, discipling kids. Well, because I mean, you you want you, any any directives, like whether your kids, adults, or whatever, any directives we want to follow, we, we want to follow them. Because we first know and love the right. Lord, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, and and it flows out of a heart of love versus a heart that is trying to earn, right, like being loved and being accepted and all of that. Yeah, from yeah. the
2: from the inside out with a renewed mind, and it's yeah. flowing from that delight. Mm. Um, I think in the '90s, like it's, all the kids discipling materials were just very workspaced Even when my kids were little, I had trouble finding things that.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm. Yeah, there,
0: there was a a, a large approach. Um, I, d- I don't want to paint with too broad a brush and be like it just everybody was doing this, but mm-hmm. but it, it, to a large approach, like kids' Bible stuff was very moralistic. Yes, like behavior
2: it, modification. Yes, behavior
0: modification yep. more uh, moralistic, and and it's kind of like so. Here's the Bible story, and the lesson at the end of the story isn't about who God is, His character, mm-hmm. and what us, it but it's what you should. Do so.
2: Exactly. So the the, mm-hmm. the
0: one of the really easy examples to run to for everybody is like David and Goliath, and it's like David was brave, so you be brave for God. Yeah. You know. Whereas the the story is like, no, you're not David in the story. Uh, you're the Israelites cowering back yeah. here. Da- David is is <laughs> yeah. a Jesus figure here mm-hmm. who steps in and fights this battle for you. You know, and is victorious on your behalf, and and all. Anyway.
2: Yeah.
0: So there was a lot of missing the overarching story of scripture and using the individual stories almost more like Aesop's fables like yes. here's the moral here's the lesson
2: exactly so that you will behave for us because right. parents like their kids to behave <laughs> which is which but is true yeah, yeah i like my kids to behave so and the curriculum that we're using the gospel project curriculum one element of it that i really like every lesson old testament or new it has this part at the end called the christ connection mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. relates it to the overall story of the gospel yes. so that was Really fun to read with the kids this past week.
0: That's awesome. So as a parent, like when I come in, I bring my kids to check in. And Mm -hmm. if I have any nursery kiddos, then go straight to nursery.
2: Yes. Under age two, you can go straight to nursery. You can send them there before worship. I mean, if you want to have your infants with you in worship, that's great too. But that is available.
0: All my other kids, I check them in, get their stickers, but I take them to the sanctuary with me. Mm -hmm. And then they'll leave with you before the sermon.
2: Right. We'll call them up, pray for them, and then we'll walk out together.
0: And then do they stay out the whole time or are they out there just for the sermon?
2: They can stay the whole time. Um,
1: Choose your own adventure. Yeah,
2: choose your own adventure. (laughs) We welcome you to get them to, to experience worship with you as a family at the end. However, we do have... Two uh, volunteers who will stay until the very end of the service gotcha. if you'd like to leave them.
0: So so as a parent, like if I want my kids to come back into worship, then basically after the invitation to the table, mm-hmm. when when the music starts, I can just go to the check-in desk, get my kids. Exactly. And bring them back in.
2: Mm-hmm. Bring your sticker awesome. with you.
0: Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah, because one one of the goals, parents, uh, here is to, like, like Brooke was saying, have our kids involved in worship uh, to where when they are no longer fifth grade or under like when they're a sixth grader it's not the first time they've ever set foot in that yeah. room and That's worshiped with us it's not it's not strange they've seen a baptism before mm-hmm. they've experienced what how we do communion all all of these different things so yeah i'm i'm really excited about it and if any parents are wondering we do have plans we're not just doing away with like all classroom stuff we do have some plans and some dreams for maybe some new wednesday night stuff we're brainstorming through but we don't have a lot of details to give you on that. But that would be a little bit more uh, classroom division by age group kind of right. thing. But we'll hopefully have some some more details on that coming soon. Coming soon. So, well, Brooke, uh, is there anything else we should know about Brooke Primo before we before we wrap it? It is two o five, by the way.
1: Didn't you say you need to leave it to?
2: I need to leave it two fifteen to get oh okay seven children. That's oh the count word. I have. Okay. I'm hoping the school won't notice. I do not have seat belts for that amount of children. <laughs> oh. But we You're
1: gonna edit we, that part. We yeah.
2: live 0. .5 miles away. <laughs> oh my
1: word. Hey, I got in an accident right outside shades. Oh, No,
2: that's true. That's a statistic actually that yeah, edit that part out. Yeah, <laughs> we just <decided laughs> cut out. the thing. It's
1: all good. I'm just kidding. All good. Oh.
2: Why have I been so inappropriate and I'm the <laughs> children's director? <laughs>
0: Listen, uh, and, Listen, and she this wouldn't mind. Is an authentic she place, wouldn't, she wouldn't mind Valley. me saying this, but uh, I don't think you can outdo Leah Susic in uh, inappropriateness.
2: In oh, that's great! <laughs> I have some big shoes. That's to true. Throw.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um,
2: no, well, okay, okay. Last thing about me: I am such a hugger, and COVID has been killing me. So, mm. please, if you don't know me, and you have children, or you don't, I would love to meet you. And if you hug during COVID. Come in for a side hug.
0: (laughs) You you welcome it.
2: I'm fully vaccinated. Uh, There we go. (laughs) And have had a breakthrough case fairly recently, so there's no one more. You've just done all. You've done the full tour. That's right.
0: Oh man. Well, prayerfully, prayerfully, you know, as as we sit here in the midst of Omicron, there are a lot of hopeful news stories out there. So, prayerfully, we're headed in a in a good direction. So, wait and see, kind of. Th- that's been the name of the game for two years now, has it not? That's uh, right. That's right. But well, Brooke, thank you. Thank you for having right. me. One last Thanks round of coming. applause. Such an honor. It was great. Oh, and I'm really
2: not worthy.
0: Oh, oh, please. Uh, and <laughs> and uh, it, it definitely will not be. It will not be Brooke Primo's last time. Oh no. We're gonna we're gonna have you back in. That's right. For many many more adventures on Shades Midweek. Hmm. <laughs> I just how you're echoing
2: everything <laughs> You're supposed to text a fire emoji.
0: Oh, yes. You want to so give an amen? I will. Well,
2: I really hope you receive tons of those oh, this that's, Sunday, Jonathan, oh my now word.
0: that I've said that. That's, that's what I'm, I'm going to do is I'm just going to have my phone up Everyone's going to do that And now. everyone will just text emojis. Fire. To, uh, on it, or, or a <laughs> bunch of thumbs down. Yeah. or <laughs> Thumbs up. Or <laughs> oh, my word. We'll just put it up on the screen. We'll have like a feed of all the text emojis that are coming in. Yeah, that'd be really helpful, <laughs> I oh, think. Oh, my word. That'd be good. Uh, knowing knowing our congregation know it wouldn't that would go astray very
1: quickly <laughs> yeah true, true story
0: I'll end I'll I'll be quiet after this true story in in my first I don't know couple of months at shades uh, we didn't have the pulpit yet that we used we just used a music stand and I would use my phone uh, as a stopwatch so I could know how long I'd been talking and I said something. I don't. I don't remember what it was, but it, it could be taken like read into in like a funny way. Uh, and somebody started a text group amongst a bunch of guys at Shades. It was like Josh McClung and Brandon Ballard and Jeff Stalkup. I
1: knew Josh McClung was. And they in this. put
0: me in the text group and start texting. And my phone is on a metal <laughs> music stand. Just starts going meh meh meh. And I eventually just had to like turn it off. Um. But yeah, so gonna, we need to avoid the texting. <laughs>
1: <I> <laughs> yeah, so don't do that seriously. Don't
2: work. text your pastor during the sermon. Oh, like, I don't. On my Sunday. my phone is <laughs> on <laughs> the airplane the mode show.
0: now. I learned my lesson that yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, well, Brooke, again, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. That's right, and have fun
1: uh, giving those seven children a ride. Yes, yes all with seatbelts, as we've previously discussed. Yes, oh my of life. course. No doubt. Well. Brooke, thank you for coming in. Thank you all for listening. This has been another episode of Shades Midweek. See you guys later.